Munum e Jordan Haas, Abin Venu, De La Ju Televise Is Suppose. My name is Jordan Haas, and I never once took a class in French. Can you tell? <laughs> I didn't. That's why it's so good. And welcome to this niche podcast about the one thing that I know something about, game shows, I suppose. I'm your host, Jordan Haas. We have a fun episode today. If you are a fan of the Dune Boys, Dickie Killjoy will be stopping by to talk about a French game show that could arguably be considered a dune called Fort Boyard. As part of our agreement with the Buzzcast Network, you'll be seeing some of your favorite podcasters from the Buzzcast Network here in a few weeks or so as we get the dirt and we dish it out and we talk about all the fun that is podcasting. Uh, It's so weird that I've almost been doing this for one full year at this point. I've already upset people in the industry by letting them know their formats suck. I've already pissed off the game show fandom by letting them know, uh, it's kind of creepy how you treat women on this message board. And, you know, I also upset a lot of podcasters by calling them out. Uh, because as you know, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to win. And also make friends, because I am a very very lonely individual who makes a living bullshitting about game shows for about two hours. <sighs> I'm starting to think I'll never make friends. Oh, well, uh, you know, it, 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 you win some, you lose some. So may- maybe I will call out more podcasters next time just, just to see if they'll stop by. I heard that's the best way to get guests onto your podcast is just, talk shit about them at least that's what people think i do and you know what fuck it, i'll do that now <laughs> hey uh uh hollywood handbook you stink go on my podcast uh <laughs> no I, I just sometimes just i just have like a chip on my shoulder with some of these people sometimes i air my grievances i feel it's easier to just air your grievances talk about what frustrates you talk a, just let it out be honest uh, because if you bottle it up and you just say, oh, it's good, you're just lying to not only them, you're lying to yourself. So just point out the positives. Uh, and then when the negatives show up, uh, think like where was their head frame when they made this one segment uh, and everything will be fine. That's that's the way I, I, I usually go out when looking at game shows. Others just look at it as uh, money grabs or Hey, this is a thing popular once. Let's do that again. Yeah, that's that's most game shows. And, well, it's fun to do a nostalgia trip and look at the time machine that is the modern game show. 
we always have to check out what's going on in the headlines. So here is the segment everybody loves, especially insensitive sea bass on the something awful TVIV forums. Welcome to the news. So by now you've probably seen the promotional for this. Uh, there is something called Jeopardy, the greatest of all time, which I'm going to be calling Jeopardy Goat at this point. Uh, it, it's been reported not just, you know, on all the game show websites. Shoutouts to Buzzer Blog, shoutouts to Game Show Newsnet. Uh, it's been reported, I believe, on Game Show Gumbo as well. Uh, but it's also now like all over entertainment news, all over sports news. And it's very fascinating because, like I said, Jeopardy, from day one, Jeopardy is the ambassador for game shows. It, even if you aren't a game show nerd like me, odds are you're passionate about Jeopardy. So it's always fascinating when it's outlets that aren't, you know, people like me, people like a buzzer blog or the we love to interrupt guys talking about this because this is like our area of expertise and here's all these people whose jobs are to talk about statistics about the nba or fantasy football and they're talking about jeopardy i find it fascinating but i also feel like get off our get off our post okay this is our job come on but at the same time i appreciate anyone talking about jeopardy uh, it's one of the best game shows in America, and it's also one of the most, I guess it's the quiz show of America, and uh, if you don't know what this show is about, here's what the format is going to be. It's Ken Jennings, who people know as the guy who got the big streak of amount of wins in Jeopardy. He became this big overnight sensation of game show genius. You have James Holtzauer, who is the most recent uh, popular guy, made the most money in a single day of Jeopardy, made millions, like almost $2 million playing Jeopardy. He won the most recent Tournament of Champions this year. And then there's Brad Rutter, who no one seems to know who the hell he is, even though if you are a game show fan or someone who follows Jeopardy, you know he's a guy who has never lost a game of Jeopardy. He has been in the Jeopardy. Uh, he was the before they went the unlimited route. He won five days of Jeopardy. Did a tournament of champions. Came back and won another tournament. Came back and won another tournament. He has never lost a game of Jeopardy. That this feels like, at least to me, like this could be the first time you'll see Brad Rutter lose a game of Jeopardy, or it could just be a three episode streak. Here's how the format of Jeopardy Goat is going to be. It's a one-hour episode hosted by Alex Trebek. Uh, it is played like two games of Jeopardy, the half-hour version, together, kind of like in the Tournament Champions on the last day. Thursday, Friday is the best of two games, wins the, t wins the tournament. So you'll see in the first half a single Jeopardy, a double Jeopardy, then a final Jeopardy. Then in the next half, a single Jeopardy, a double Jeopardy, and a final Jeopardy. Uh, the most combined scores of those two halves wins the first game, and they also get a point, I believe. They win the first game. Whoever wins three games wins the tournament and $1 million, which makes me wonder, like, what if James Holtzauer plays the board and gets over a million? <laughs> I don't know. Um but what I find fascinating by this is that 
at the minimum, you're going to get six games of Jeopardy. At the worst, you're going to get seven games of Jeopardy. These are hour-long games. So these are theoretically 14 games of Jeopardy. Uh, mix that up with six categories of five clues each per round. Uh, that means there is going to be 61 clues per half. That's 122 questions per episode. That is a lot of questions and answers uh, if they actually go through all of them. Uh, so the la- the only time Brad Barr lost a game in Jeopardy was uh, the the Watson, the IBM Watson. Remember that. But now we have James Holtzauer and we have, of course, Ken Jennings. That it becomes this interesting uh, game of Jeopardy to watch because this is theoretically going to be the Super Bowl. This is really like the best of the best playing. Uh, as you see, James, you see Ken, and you see uh, Brad Rutter. Everyone's kind of bet who's going to win this. Uh, everyone's kind of going. Basically, the way I'm seeing it, and this is from my viewpoint, the sports dudes are saying James Holtzauer because he's a sports better. He's the most recent ooh-ah guy. You have the old-school Jeopardy guys who are familiar with Ken Jennings going, you know, I think Ken Jennings is going to do it because of a nostalgia feeling of the 90s, 2000s. And you have the actual game show nerds who kind of think, well, Brad Rutter's never lost a game. He is a shoe-in to win this one. Uh, it seems very fascinating. Uh, no word on when it's being recorded. Uh, it is going to be airing uh, Tuesday, January 7th. And it's still going to be hosted by Alex Trebek. It sounds to me like this is going to be almost live to tape, like same day, hour long. Um, This is going to be interesting. My hunch is that this was a Trebek idea as a way to go out when hosting Jeopardy. Like now that we got the three best, we found the best contestant, I can retire right now and and work on, on my health. Uh, because otherwise, I don't know where else you can go from this. I think this is a perfect way to just uh, end the Alex Trebek years of Jeopardy when leading into the next generation of Jeopardy uh, contestants and, and sets and all the format, whatever Mike Richards chooses to do. Uh, I'm excited. I want to see this. This seems like this is my Super Bowl. This is my... Uh, best of the best. This is my WrestleMania moment. Hashtag WrestleMania moment. Uh, a real triple threat. And uh, hey, who do you think is going to win this? I want to know. Feel free to at me on Twitter at Jordha because it really can go either way. My money's on Brad, but I, I value the input. Uh, now let's go into uh, some blind date news. Bravo picked up blind date, and uh, it looks like uh, we're going to see. Uh, I don't know if this really counts as a game show, theoretically, but but what I like about it, that even though it is coming back, uh, we are going to see Nikki Glaser host it, and I like Nikki Glaser. So either this is a game show, and we're going to see some game element, or I completely fucked up, and this is a dating show. Uh, Blind Date is the edge right now, by the way, when it comes to a game show, because I I don't know if there's a is there a second date option on this or not. If there is, then theoretically there's a game element. But at the same time, it's so loose that it's just a reality show. <laughs> but uh, I I'm fascinated by Blind Date. 
I think there's going to be that do you go for a second date option in here just to add some drama. Otherwise, it's just going to be a comedy game show about someone going on a date with somebody else and Nikki Glazer making fun of it, which, you know, it's fine. It's, it, that was the 90s as well. Thanks, Roger Lodge. Uh, next, uh, in terms of actual formats coming soon, ABC orders Ultimate Surfer competition series starring Kelly Slater from Pilgrim Media and WSL Studios from Deadline. ABC has Greenland Surfing Competition Series, Ultimate Surfer, headlined by 11-time World Surf League champion Kelly Slater. He also had that video game, Kelly Slater's uh, Pro Surfer. When they were, Remember that? They did that whole, like, they tried to do the Activision 02 line with, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, Matt Hoffman Pro BMX. I, I think I, ha I still have my copy of Kelly Slater's post Pro Surfer for GameCube. Uh, the eight-episode series from prolific unscripted producer Craig Pilligan's Lionsgate-owned Pilgrim Medium Group and WSL Studios will feature top up-and-coming surfers. They will train and live together as they battle out at WSL state-of-the-art surf ranch in Lemoore, California, which employs Kelly Slater's man-made wave technology. Slater will serve as on-air talent and special correspondent for the show. Uh, Pilgrim CEO uh, and President Pilgrim, WSL President of Content and Media, Eric Logan, and UFC President Dana White? <laughs> what the fuck? Dana White? The shit is this? I, is Dana White going to show up as like an like on-air person as well? Hey, I, uh, well, you know, I really like your surfing style. You really know how to hang 10. I don't know if you can hang it in the octagon, though. It's late to begin production in 2020. Ultimate surfer men and women will compete in individual and team challenges. Focus on specific surfing disciplines. Weak eliminations will leave two men and two women as finalists who will vie for the male and female titles of Ultimate Surfer and ultimately to compete in the WSL World Tour. In addition to being a globally recognized sport, surfing is also a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yep, since the 80s. Go go to Val Surf or Billabong. An ultimate surfer will give viewers a uniquely personal look at what goes into becoming a world-class champion, said Rob Mills, Senior Vice President Alternative and Late Night ABC Entertainment. We're ecstatic about the opportunity to utilize Kelly's world-class surf facility and his expertise in showcasing these incredibly talented on-the-rise athletes. This is an unprecedented opportunity for two surfers, one man, one woman, to win an opportunity to compete against the best surfers in the world on the WSL Tour, said Kelly Slater, who will lead be the lead consultant for the series. This will put some of the best up-and-comers against each other in a more direct way to see who stands above the rest. And Surf Ranch is obviously a great venue for use of Ultimate Surfer. I'm excited to watch how they step up to the challenge. I Look, look, I'm going to just be real right now. I like the idea of a surfing-based show, a surfing-based challenge. I like that. But I did not know about the WSL until now. If this is ABC, why doesn't just ABC do bring back Wide World of Sports or do the X Games branch of surfing and cover this? I want to see more. If I want to see surfing, give me this. The fact that we're seeing a competition game show based on surfing also tells me this isn't meant to be really interesting. 
because the problem with a lot of these ultimate whatevers, like, ult- you know what? That's probably why it's like, it's going to be like ultimate fighter, but with surfing. That's probably why Dana Snyder is going to be here. Not, not, I meant, not Dana Snyder, Dana White. Not, not, not Master Shake. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think what they're trying to do is the ultimate fighter, but for surfing. The problem with these shows is the elimination process usually tries usually whittles out the actual strong contenders the actual strong candidates that should be in the ufc and should be in the wsl and if you eliminate them in the process you end up with the person that plays the best social game but not necessarily the best when it comes to physical competition uh that happens with almost every one of these sports-based game shows you eliminate people not based on talent, but based on, you know, I don't like that player or I'm in alliance with somebody else. And it doesn't work. It does not work at all. If you're giving me an ultimate surfer, why don't you instead just give me a surfing competition show? Give me a show where your whole go- jo- like job is to impress the judges. And if you're the lowest ranked, you're eliminated. That's all you really need to do is like a Dancing with the Stars, but with surfing. And something tells me this is not going to be it. This is going to be something that's going to be a social game with a lot of blue and a lot of surfboards and maybe a surfboard like table where they all sit down and discuss deliberations about who to put in the uh, final round. And uh, you're going to see like... uh, you're going to have the elimination phrase like, for you, you just wiped out. Or, or something dumb like that. It's it's Ultimate Surfer. It, I, you know what? It will fit it in the summer. It's a good summer series. But damn, I'm, not, I'm not excited at all. Next, YouTube and James Charles partner for new beauty competition series. Jesus fucking Christ. Do we need any more of these like uh, makeup tutorial uh, creative contests? Because every, I'm not kidding. Like every week, I read a new like, "Hey, who's the best uh, milkshake?" It's crazy shakes. Crazy shakes are the hot new trend in desserts. And every week, someone gonna find who makes the best shakes. Who's gonna Who's gonna be the 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 cream of the crop? And who's gonna end up? Uh, melting under the pressure with crazy shakes <laughs> or, or or what what else would there be uh america like like america's next great tiktok artist i, I don't I did, every week it's one of these creative shows and it fizzles out or there's like 14 names and it's all a cash grab and it's not good. But you know what? Fine. Let's read. Let's read on. Maybe this is good. Via press release from YouTube. Oh, thanks, YouTube. YouTube and James Charles partner for new beauty competition series. Today, YouTube originals and beauty mogul James Charles. Is he really a, is he really a mogul? I always thought he was one of those, look, here's a guy who does makeup tutorials. See? Uh, men can put on makeup too. All right. Announced a new untitled beauty competition series to find the next budding industry influencer. Fuck off. 
um, with over 16 million subscribers to his channel. James Charles is best known for his creative makeup transformations, which led him to being selected as the first male spokesperson for CoverGirl. Inspired by his artistry in the space, this series marks the first YouTube Originals beauty competition and will premiere on YouTube next year. Is Tati going to be part of this? Is is, is Tati going to be like a collaborator on this as well? Or is, is that by sister as well? Uh, in this four-part competition series... Oh, thank God, it's only four parts. Okay. This four-part competition series brought to life by Brian Garden Media. Or, sorry, Brian Graydon Media. Contestants will put their best makeup artistry on display for Charles and a mix of celebrity guest judges as well as seasoned beauty industry veterans. Their work will be judged to see who has what it takes to be a top beauty influencer. Well, you see, you didn't say hey guys in your introduction. You didn't give enough calls to action, including be sure to follow you on Twitter and Instagram, and Instagram stories, Snapchat, and TikTok. Uh, Jesus. Um. Anyway, uh, James Charles is a leader in the industry when it comes to pushing boundaries with creative content. Said Suzanne Daniels, global head of original content for YouTube. How can you be a global head of original content for YouTube? YouTube is all about original content. At least I assume so. It's mostly Let's Plays and people getting upset because people don't want to be said race, racial slurs and, and sexism in the, in the real world. You're thrilled that James is bringing his energy and talent to our YouTube original slate with our first beauty competition series. <sighs> I just... Reality competition shows have always been a guilty pleasure of mine, and ever since I became a content creator of YouTube, it's been one of my biggest dreams to create my own, says James Charles. Beauty is such a major industry, and I have been lucky enough to grow a huge platform, but now I want to give back and share the knowledge I've gathered with others. Being a superstar influencer takes a whole lot more than just blending eyeshadow, and I can't wait to find out who has what it takes to make it to the top. Producing my own show for YouTube is going to be a crazy challenge, but I'm so ready, and hopefully the beauty community is too. It's it's YouTube and it's influencer culture. It really is just, can you act like a teenager and just uh, be a stereotypical character of, of what people expect? So if you are James, I guess you got to amp up the, the gay. And if you're me... You just amp up the depression over game shows. And then you too can be a influencer. Selfies! Brian Graydon, president of Brian Glamia, said BGM is thrilled to extend its partnership with YouTube Originals and the another exciting project. We love helping content creators realize their larger firm visions. And James Charles will be truly one of a kind star. Uh, okay, that's. It's going to be weekly, available on YouTube.com slash James Charles. Okay. I mean, fine. I mean, I, the thing is, I'm not upset about James Charles in a beauty competition show at all. But it sounds to me like this is just a, oh, these are cheap to produce. That that guy's famous for being on CoverGirl. Why don't we try and do a show where we bring contestants over and we try to make them influencers? Uh, to me, that doesn't sound like an exciting show. This doesn't even sound like a good makeup tutorial show. 
I feel like I want to watch like Face Off or some like sort of fun beauty supply uh, show. Like who is like the best at Sephora? Like something like that is what I would rather see if I'm doing a beauty. Also, they never really specify like what the prize is. Is it just like vanity? Do you get like a million subscribers? Like like what what is this? Because no matter what, if you are a contestant on this show, you're going to get a bump in subscribers that, like, what is the point of this competition show? Is there, like, a deal with, like, CoverGirl? Is there, like, like what is the motivation for these contestants? Do they get, like, makeup samples in the mail? Do they get, like, a, a, a in-style magazine, like, article about them? They're not really specifying what the prize is, the motivation. is really feels like a cheap show on the opposite end of the spectrum. Normally, when I talk about a bad game show, I talk about the format is failing. Something tells me the format might not be bad. This feels like, and I'm going to uh, deep breath this and stress this enough, this is a game show that's not about the contestants. It's about the host. This is, no one gives a shit. It's going to be the James Charles show it's the it's the it's the let's get james charles to to do a game show you're there for james charles you're not there for anyone else you're not even there for the beauty to be honest you're there because you like the guy because this is on his channel this is his youtube this is his game show and i've seen this so many times before and they flop miserably but this is youtube this is a personality-based platform and this is frustrating as hell. Ugh. I I mean, if anything, just like, just do like a step by step on how to be famous on YouTube. Then, if that was your case. Anyway, let's see here. Uh, Sony acquires AT and T's forty two percent game show network stake in a deal worth five hundred million dollars. Half a billion bucks, really? All right. Sony has acquired AT&T's 42% stake in Game Show Network in transaction with a total value of $500 million. After a deal, Sony will own 100% of the multimedia entertainment company whose offerings are anchored by its namesake cable network, which airs original and classic game programming. Game Show Network channel will continue to be carried on AT&T's DirecTV. Uh, Mark Film will continue as president. Sony is positioning GSN's suite of game programming alongside its television United, uh, established game properties such as Jeopardy and Wheel. For AT&T, the deal furthers the company's objective to pay down debt and generate cash from non-strategic assets. The telecom and media giant, still digesting its $81 billion acquisition of Time Warner, has sold off a range of assets from real estate to equipment while also completing a massive restructuring of Time Warner, now known as Warner Media. AT&T will $380 million from the stake sale uh, before certain transaction adjustments. We are excited to bring Game Show Network fully into the Sony Pictures Entertainment Profiles, SPT Chairman Mike Hopkins said. The acquisition allows us to work more closely with the company's talented team to deliver the best iconic game shows, develop and syndicate new game show IP for audiences across the nation, as well as advance the fast-growing GS and games business, which directly aligns with stretching of developing directed direct-to-consumer offerings. Oh, god damn it. Oh. It is exactly what I expected. Game Show Network TV programming includes originals such as America Says, The Chase, Common Knowledge, Catch-21, Syndicate Titles, Glue Wheel, Fortune, Family Feud, and airs classics like $25,000 Pyramid Card Sharks, GSN Game... Uh, now, first of all, first of all here, I hate to be that guy who, who bitches at press releases. You bring up America Says, Common Knowledge, and Catch-21. The Chase has been gone for three years. 
there's going to be new game shows. There's Best Ever Trivia Show, which is now Masterminds, for for instance. You also have th- things like Get a Clue coming soon with that Belushi dude. Yes, they have Wheel of Fortune Jeopardy. Family Feud's in the free Montel Media Library. They only air repeats of that. Same as Card Sharks because of Goodson and Todman. It really is going to be the pyramid uh, is the one that they can actually kind of use more of now that they're Sony owned. Also, the GSN Casino, Bingo Batch, Solitaire, Tri-Peaks, and Word Winner is just... That's how GSN makes their money. This is their moneymaker, by the way, folks. It's not like just let's re-air old game shows and then like sell the advertisements. It really is... They're making their money off like the bingo games that you see. I'm pretty sure they are they're they're funding a lot of the app games that you're seeing as well. Because it's all just these these different app games and it's create a thousand or so episodes of a game show and syndicate it out to churn churn some money. Cause that's the only way you're gonna make money on Game Show Network. So what I believe they're doing is using Game Show Network as the test platform for new existing game show formats before sending it out to the syndicators so they can make their money back. Uh, If you notice, a lot of their game shows are the game show move of $10,000. And this sounds like the kind of move that could work. But if you're Sony, why not? And this is just going to be a crazy thing. Why don't you try and make original content for Crackle some more? You have Sony Crackle. That is your your baby. Why not invest in your streaming media service, Crackle, uh, instead of a game show network? Because currently, Game Show Network is going up against Buzzer. Buzzer has a huger library than Game Show Network. Game Show Network is pretty much trying to be the Game Show Network originals and then we're trying our hardest to get some shows of our own. It would make more sense if they just did Wheel and Jeopardy repeats, but who's to say what they should do? It's Game Show Network. It's a network about game shows, and it exists. Congratulations on Sony buying it back, though. Um, I guess AT&T is going to be focused more on HBO Max and most likely uh, figuring out what to do with DC Universe. Too right, the DC universe because of Warner Media, uh, and in other situations. Uh, finally, Top Elf premieres November 29th. God damn, fuck! In this series, Santa, Tommy Snyder, Miss Jingles, Jesus. I should have <sighs> invite seven civilian elf testants. God, fucking shit. Elf testants to the North Pole to test their skills in a series of holiday-themed challenges. This is a kids' game show. I gotta, I gotta pretend I'm, I'm happy here. All right, Nickelodeon celebrates the holidays with series premiere of Top Elf, like Top Shelf, Top Top Elf, uh, Friday, November 29th at 8 p.m. Original competition series features guest judges Frankie Grande, Jesus Christ, Amira Kasem. Peyton List, Alex Wasabi, and Pete Wentz. <sighs> Good thing is I don't have to watch this, right? Uh, joining Santa in search of who will be the top elf. Burbank, California. Nickelodeon celebrating the holidays with a new competition series. Top elf from Mary November 29th. 
Cross 5 one-hour episodes, seven kid elf testants with extraordinary building and design skills compete in festive challenges to become Santa's top elf and have their wish list granted, not for themselves, but for good causes in their hometowns. Jesus Christ. So if they lose, like, oh, sorry, Billy, but it looks like the public library won't be getting those computers. <laughs> Jesus, that's fucked up. I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen, but it can't happen. I mean, I don't know at this point. In Top Elf, Santa, Tommy Snyder, and Miss Jingles, Samantha Turret, in Fight 7 and Tester Skills, and a series of holiday-themed challenges, from designing their own life-size gingerbread clubhouses to reimagining Santa's sleigh, to creating 3D holiday cards, and of course building new toys each elf ta- uh, testant is paired with one of santa's elves to help bring their visions to lives meet the elves what the <laughs> they have to give everyone like a fake name too <clears throat> this is a fucking real show like this is real chip snuggles that's rudy martinez nog shimmerhorn <laughs> That's David Maganoff. Ginger O. Tingleton, played by Jenna Wright. Mary Sparkleberry. <laughs> Natalie Jimenez. Tinsel Turtle Dove, played by Ashley August. Zippy Twinkles. Dolly uh, Morales. And Stretch McDancer Pants, played by Eric Stretch. Did they, did they really have to give them fake names? <laughs> Is it, are these actors or like like contractors who can actually build stuff and it's like yeah these are the art department and uh we can't really use their names so we're gonna put them in costumes and call them things like ginger o tingleton <laughs> Uh, and then there's then let's get to know the contestants. I don't want to name out the kids. Uh, at the end of each episode, elf testants are judged by Santa, Miss Jingles, and a celebrity guest besides who's been on the nice or naughty list. God damn it, fix. <laughs> and one step closer being top elf, celebrity contestants help Santa and Miss Jingles and top elf are the, the same names. Created by Mike Duffy and Tim Duffy of Ugly Brother Studios, executives of Jimmy Fox main event, all through media. Bob Shimmerman of Project Runway All-Stars, top model is Fletcher of Titan Games, and showrunners include Paul Medford and Mandela Logan. It's produced by Michael Perlman from Chopped. Just is just... I don't know. I think this is their attempt at a Christmas show. I think I talked about this. At, at one point, I think this would be an interesting show, like, like, let's get kids to be creative. I'm all about letting kids be creative and cr- come up with ideas and be passionate about stuff like this. Because cause imagine your imagination, creating great ideas, wonderful ideas, brilliant ideas, far out ideas. And each week having one of those, I like that. The idea of the, the prize is not for them, it's for someone else, I like. But now they're doing the flavoring, and that I do not like. I do not like this the the Christmas flavor, I like like, because they're not contestants; they're elf testants. Instead of having the judges, you have a Santa and Jingles. They're not contractors; they're elves, like uh, like Stretch McDancer pants. Like that's that does nothing for me. That doesn't do anything. I think for the kids, 
This feels like a Christmas version of lit of a kid, child toy creator, or the or something like that. It's a creative contest. It's an arts and crafts competition show, disguised as a Christmas thing with celebrity guests. And the worst part of a kids competition series like this is nice or naughty. What what nice and naughty is something that is. In regards to attitude, it's in regards to what you do in life. That's the whole reason of a nice and naughty list when you're talking about the lore of Santa Claus. Not, you made a really crap toy, kid. You're going to be up for elimination. Like, no. No. (laughs) This is horrendous. This feels like I this feels like I, I'm in a simulation. I now feel like I am in a simulation. This feels like I am in hell. And I don't have to watch. I, I guess I have to for if someone ever wants to cover this show, but I I don't know. I don't get it. I've seen the I've seen a clip of the show. I've seen a clip, and it just none of it feels right, and it just feels real forced. And I just I'm depressed. This I'm so happy for the Christmas season, and I see a show like this, and I go crap and i don't mean the show is crap i'm sure the show will actually do okay because nickelodeon usually does well when it comes to a limited run series um is it going to last a season two i don't know i i really think it's kind of weird that they have these people but it's five episodes that's tell me a monday through friday strip unless they're gonna go like every friday maybe which wouldn't make sense because I don't think they'll make it unless they're trying to go for something that would end on Christmas, which I don't think would be the case. Um, but it sounds like the, the premieres on Friday. That's what they're going to go for. They're going to do a check out every Friday. Top elf. <sighs> the news segment's gone on too long. And most of it's just me thinking this is, this is the shows that get accepted. These are the shows that get accepted. I, I, I don't, I'm not the exec in charge of production. I understand probably where they're coming from with this, but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I got, you know what? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll make up, I'll spin it to a positive. I'll spin it to a positive. At least there are new game shows. At one point there were no game shows or it was like maybe seven or eight new game shows a year and it looks like there's a whole lot and that's exciting for me, the game show guy, because I get to see more game shows, right? That's that's the fascinating thing, more new game shows. Yeah, happy, very happy. I'll just, let's just start the, the actual episode.
Tonight on Game Shows, I suppose, we are located in the middle of France. Wee oui, wee, oui, my friends. I don't know much about France, but it is a piece of French history. You see, I, I was trying to do some research, and most of the time I was just looking at Alice Obscura, which also kind of helps me figure out most of the, the world around me. And when I was doing the Fort Boyard episode, I thought, okay, it's going to be just a game show, and it's 30 years, and that's going to be it. But here's the fascinating thing about this. Louis Fourteenth proposed the idea of a fort in the middle of the water off the coast of Biscay way, way, way long ago. 150 years later, Napoleon Bonaparte was in charge of Europe, and he said, that was actually a brilliant idea. Let's do that. And in the middle of this French Isle, there is a Fort Boyard, and it was intended to be a blockade in the Strait of Antioch in the west coast of France. Um, but there was ongoing disputes with the English uh, because of protecting their shores from the Navy. Uh, local towns were struggling to find the stones to build this, and in 1809, the project was suspended for almost 30 years. Uh, the project was suspended because it was deemed that the British Royal Navy was still a major threat to France. In 1857, the Fort Boyard was actually completed, but ironically was considered no longer useful because the French and the British became allies. Uh, so there was no real need for this weird like fort uh when it was done it stood 20 meters high and had a width of 60 to 30 meters respectively but without any purpose for the massive fort it fell into disrepair barely being used for the next 130 years before in the year 1988 that's right almost 31 years ago restoration for the fort began with the intention of using it for an adventure-based game show called Fort Boyard. Restoration Borg quickly finished, and a support structure resembling an oil rig was built off the side to aid with the game show. In 1990, this game show began offering cash prizes for endurance challenges and was steadily becoming a success around the world. This was the precursor to game shows like Fear Factor with its need to do oh no snakes and spiders and height-based challenges. But the fun part about Fort Boyard is it's closed to the public. The only way you can actually enter this fort is to be a contestant on Fort Boyard, uh, which I find very fascinating. Now, is it really worthy of being an iconic game show? Well, it depends on who you ask. The creator of this game show, named Jacques Antoine, uh, he created a lot of famous game shows, not just Fort Boyard, but my favorite, The Crystal Maze, as well as two other iconic French game shows that would later be adapted into Bryn, such as Treasure Hunt, featuring Annika Rice, and Interceptor, which is this crazy laser tech challenge game. And when we're talking about where it all started, it all starts here, in this iconic fort located in the middle of France. But... As we stretch from ocean to ocean, I think it's time that we talk to one of the Dune Boys about their thoughts on this iconic game show, as I'm in the middle of an outrageous wildfire that included a red flag warning. Anyway, let's turn the tables. With me on the line 
is the original Dune Boy himself, Dick, a.k.a. Richard Killjoy. <laughs> hello, hello, good evening, everyone. Hello, how you doing? How you doing there, Jordan? What's going on? Uh, eating a sandwich in the middle of a wildfire, uh, talking about a French game show that I don't think anyone <laughs> has really heard of nor seen. Oh, perfect. We, we've got uh, a nice roaring fire. We've got uh, we've got a pleasurable uh, television show from from the merry uh, land of France. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's it sounds it sounds intriguing. I I tried to watch some of it on uh, on the on the internet, but I couldn't get the closed captioning to work. So it was all very attractive people screaming in French. Yes, a lot of there's. I'm I'm sorry. We we couldn't get a nice translation out of this. Uh, uh, that's on my fault. That's my bad. I apologize. That's fine. It was on the official YouTube channel. They should have translations on there if they want Anglo people to watch, but maybe they don't want Anglo people to watch. It's, <laughs> it's just, I, I mean, I, I kind of wanted to give this to you and Jeff, the Dune boys, because I mean, like, you, you both are the experts of Dune. Uh, the end will be all yes. of what is and isn't a Dune. True, true. Uh, the, 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 the current rule states that if there's sand, there is a dune. Yes, no, there is the potential for sandworms if there is, uh, if there is sand. So I believe that uh, Fort Boyard is, uh, is definitely a dune. I was just going to ask you, because there is... The, now, it's not in a desert. This, this, is, this mm. is real. This is a game show that was set in an abandoned French military fort. It's pretty like I, I, from what I saw in the video. It is very like picturesque, right? Like it's it's uh, it's it's quite the quite the attractive place. It's the kind of place where if there was an American adaptation, you would hear "Ocean to Ocean" be playing in the background. Oh yeah, so it'd be echoing through the walls of the uh, of the castle. Exactly that those beats, those beats, baby. The music was is fantastic. Now, mm, most yeah. likely you have never seen or heard of Fort Boyard before, and you know what? You're no. not missing much, except for that this is apparently one of the biggest formats around the world that just hasn't really clicked in America. Hmm. From what I saw in the in the preview, it almost felt like a little bit of like there was a little bit of fear factor stuff going on there. This I'm predates not, I... the fear factor in so many really? ways. Really? Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. So if anything, they ripped people ripped Fort Boyard out. So uh, the game is is basically it's based on you have a team of four, sometimes five people. Sometimes they have a common goal. Sometimes they're all complete strangers. It all depends on which season. Uh, we're going to go with basic ass rules here. That once you enter the gates to Fort Boyard, think Legends of the Hidden Temple, you have forty five minutes to get through as many games as possible. It's played okay. in two halves. A front half and a back half. In the front half, the object is to get keys. The keys to Fort Boyard. To do this, you basically have to enter different rooms uh, decided beforehand uh, and instructed to do so by either the show's host or its merry team of little people who gather around in different costumes. Whoa, I did not see that part of the video. There's there's little people in this there's show? little people in the French version of Fort Boyard, and they're like the mainstays, uh, like since the 90s. <laughs> been there. Wow. Just it's, consistent work. Well, it's consistent work. Good oh, for no, them. It's like these people are so enthusiastic. It's like little, it's like mini-me's all over the place. Mm, perfect. One of them dressed up it. like Super Mario. <laughs> uh, and it's okay. like... And it's a game, like, there's a game where you have to, like, it's called Dino Rodeo. This, I'm just going to go oh through boy. a couple of these games. The Dino object Ro is, Rodeo, is, so he's, like, riding Yoshi almost, yeah? Yes, so you're riding a dinosaur that's, like, one of those, uh, 
uh, little like horses, those little like rotating horses that you see at the rodeo. Yeah. And the object is to basically uh, hang on for dear life and try to grab a key. Other times it's just slapstick, like you spin around circles, uh, grab water, and then you get covered in water and fall on your face. Think wipeout. Okay, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost got a little bit of that Japanese uh, game show type it, it feel, does. the humiliation yeah, game the show. Yeah. It's all like silly. It's all silly fun. It seemed that way. The people all seem to be having a lot of fun, which is cool. I'm very positive for that. Uh, you go in, you have like three minutes typically to get through the challenge and then grab a key and then get out. If the time is running out, you can leave the room uh, beforehand, but be careful. Uh, if you are stuck in the room before time runs out, you are locked in. Shit. And that means you're in jail. Oh no, you're in prison, you're and in prison. like a guard's gonna like burst out and like like chain you up, like Count of Monte Cristo style, and then you're gonna rot away in there forever. <laughs> I mean, later seasons there is a prison escape scene, so yes. <laughs> oh, perfect. There you um, go. Exactly. Like the the the, the previous guest from uh, from two seasons ago is shown like all chained up and he's like still been he's been there for two years like, waiting, <laughs> like waiting for his big waiting for his big role to come up where it's like oh okay now it is the season where you'll break out of jail and it's like oh yes let's do it <laughs> and uh so, so if you get locked in uh the forfeit is a uh, key the goal oh, is shit. to get in the 45 minutes four keys sometimes five uh, and these are the keys to the fort? These are the keys to the treasure. Oh, you to open the, treasure. the gate, oh. you get to the treasure room. And that's important because that's how you get the money. Because this is how you make the money on the show. You know, if it's a game uh, show, you have to have like some sort of cash reward. Inside, there is 1,000 euro, which is the equivalent of $10,000. <laughs> kind of close, actually. <laughs> uh, you're actually not that far off. This is French, so it is kind of like... Here's like twenty thousand euro up for grabs or something. Oh, okay. Well, I was I was off by nineteen thousand. So, so there you go. <laughs> so your goal is to get the keys, but then there's one final thing. Once you get the keys, you still have to figure out the secret password. Oh my god. Okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. There's always a second. The there's second always act. a second catch. Yes. Of course. Yeah. In the second act, you have to figure out the, what the secret word is. Now you get one for free. But along the way, you have to figure out ways to get these uh, riddles. So this is the second half of Fort Boyard. If there's any remaining time to your 45 minutes, you go through the back half, which tends to be more, quote-unquote, extreme, more fear factor, I would say. Mm, oh, no, snakes and okay. spiders. Yeah, the, the one lady was getting dunked in, like, a vat of, like, bug goo or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a couple of the favorites include... Oh, can I, can I, can I stop you for a second? I heard you just take take a sip can i do can we do a hydration check or what yes. are you what are you drinking there man i am drinking a hubert's lemonade from subway hubert's no. hubert's lemonade this is a french episode after all you have to pronounce it like the french would pronounce hubert it. lemonade ah, hubert lemonade. Ah, ho, ho, ho. we will drink it together while this on the sunset <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So, so then just there are terrible. things like it's your typical like go on the tightrope and and survive yeah. or uh, get on one of those hydro zip lines which are kind of cool and and drop okay, that's into fun. a target. Yeah. Uh, it, or, it's almost uh, like is that like almost like that uh, the American Ninja Warrior show where they're doing the a little bit like that? Yeah, kind of like that, but it's it's individual still. So one person has to go through oh. the stunt. 
Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. One, my, one of my, there's two of the all-time favorites. One is this like bug room that you were bringing up. The bug. Because we're all fans of bugs around here, right? Buzz, buzz, we all know buzz, the sound buzz, buzz. of bugs make, right? Exactly. Buzz, 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 buzz. It's the bug main. Everyone loves the bugs. Like I don't understand why. Well, I do understand why they're so feared by people because they contain knowledge, Jordan. <laughs> and inside that knowledge, the knowledge is intimidating to people. That's the thing, right? Like it's it can be very, very intimidating. So like yeah. in these rooms, they have to basically go through like what essentially is like a shitty car wash, where they're just oh having their head stick out, and they have to just keep using like a pedal bike to try and figure out like five letter words. Uh, are all the words like French slurs for oh, like yeah, immigrant probably. people or something? It's French. <laughs> of course they terrible. are. Terrible. <laughs> it's some horrible derogatory like slang word for like Muslim people. <laughs> oh Jesus. Why did my mind go there? That's awful. It's it's uh, primetime television, yeah. folks. Uh well that's what you know, that's what they want to they gotta give people what they want, right? So then they get covered in like goo myself. and then like flies start flying around them so they can't see or Oh no, here comes the the fucking larva who gives a shit. A swarm of locusts comes in and eats all your crops and then you're forced to die in a field of starvation with your family. Yes, but yeah. only inside this Fort Boyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many people do you think have died in Fort Boyard? It's probably in like the tens of thousands of people were like killed there possibly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it is it is a military fort and then someone had the bright idea of this could be a good game show set. Yeah, let's set a game show here uh, where, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of our ancestors and their aggressors have been killed. That'd be that'd be sick. Yeah, I love it. Good idea. Makes sense. Good idea. Yeah, yeah exactly. Good, let's, good. Uh, you know what we should do, Jordan? We should do a game show, but we should do it at Gettysburg. <laughs> that would be really, I think that would be really cool. People would dig that a lot. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Uh, the keys to, to Gettysburg. Why exactly not? but then yeah. again if we we're going to a fort based game show wouldn't fort knox make more sense because you know knox is where all the moolah is all that cashola uh, that's sweet sweet money yeah it's true and yeah, we saw that tigers there yeah oh right there are some amazing looking tigers in this show i did notice that uh that in one of the clips that i watched that is the iconic part of fort boyard so you got the keys you got the four keys uh you got some riddles now we have a decision to make. Now there are going to be some more bullshit things. I'll explain that later, but we're going to go vanilla ass uh, Fort Boyard. You got some riddles. So now you have to figure out what is the secret password. And it's all going to be things that are like password, like the old game show password, where it's like all related to one word, either like a before the word, after the word, or syn synonyms to the word. Uh, what is the word? Uh, what is the word that you scream out when you are uh, having sex with your Belgian mistress? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that will work. <laughs> it's it's kind of that one. It's it's you guys spelt mercy or something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. But so then, uh, what they have to do is they have three minutes to figure out the word and then stand on the letters on this giant grid in the treasure room. Uh, if there is, if it's longer than five letters, because it's a team of five, uh, mm. they have to use giant boulders to fill in the letters. Like, 
like Indiana Jones temp- or Indiana Jones, yeah, yeah like style. One of those like, like Indiana Jones type puzzles. Then they have to uh, spell okay. it out. So that's something like if it's Mercy, M E R C Y, Mercy or Mercy, uh, Mercy, Mercy. Uh, if it's correct, the the this little cage that has all the treasure uh, will start spilling out gold coins. And with the remaining time that they have left, because they start at three minutes, they have to run over to the treasure room, grab as many coins as possible, and then fill it into a bucket that's on another side of the gate where the host is. Okay, so they have to like <clears throat> run back and forth between the bucket and the and the chest of gold type thing yes. or something. And it's mm. like they have to scoop it. There's no bucket for them to hold, so they really have to like you know like do the whole shirt basket thing or just pick it up like they're like at a swap meet just like have a whole storage of gold oh, <laughs> they boy. start tripping because they have to go upstairs and then <clears> time oh it's is perfect yeah they out. put all these like obstacles and stuff in their way yeah yeah so then 30 seconds ticks by and the gate starts slowly closing down indiana jones style oh shit man the if indiana the time jones goes down and the door is shut the tigers come out and they're gonna munch you they're gonna go Rawr! As you know, tigers are native to France. Absolutely, yeah, they, have, they have a lot of uh, tigers just hanging out in old uh, in old abandoned forts there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, if someone's locked in, well, the tigers don't really come out, but they do forfeit a lot of money. Uh, but we like to assume that they got mauled by the tiger. Uh, I, I do like to assume that. I, w- I wonder if they were like left over from like the Colosseum days when they were like using them to like kill Christians and stuff like that. It has <laughs> like, to be. It, it just yeah. has to be. Yeah, so any gold be. that they yeah. put into the bucket then gets added to the scale. It's kind of like one of those ticket counter things at the Chuck E. Cheese. And whatever oh, gold shit. is there uh, is equated to the euro, and they get to take it home, the big old team. So if they only get like two coins or something like that. Yeah, like they only if they get like two coins. Congratulations, they, you won two euro. They completely fuck up, and they're just like, ah, you go home home empty-handed and you also have to pay for your airfare and it's like what the fuck <laughs> they had to they had to fly out there by helicopter or boat so yes that makes sense i don't um, know if i would i don't know if i would get in a helicopter how do you feel about helicopters i'm okay with them but i think like going to like this weird island fort prison thing just doesn't sound yeah. fun it's kind of disconcerting yeah it's like Wait, is the is the fort on an island? Is that what the... it is? It is. It, it is a, oh. a legit French fort on the coast of France. Okay. Uh, it did get the uh, fortification. There's even a whole wiki page here. Uh, oh, okay, was, neat. It was com- it was started in 1801 and was completed till 1857. In 1967, the final scene of the French film Le Aventoir was filmed oh. at the remains of the fort. Okay, so 1800s. It's not actually. I was thinking it would. It was going. to to be older but uh, that thing definitely still saw some shit i bet uh not, a, not as much as some of the older forts they have though Oof. Yeah. Uh, so then it just became this game show thing uh created by a french man by the name of jacques antoine good god that's like the most french frenchman ever which as we <laughs> all know sure. is french yeah. for jack allison <laughs> nailed him <laughs> all right uh he became a showrunner, folks. Spoiler. Yes. Um, no, uh, Jacques Antoine uh, would create different weird game shows that none of you would ever hear of in America. One called Interceptor, where there's this dude who has a helicopter. There's a theme here. They all involve helicopters. Like helicopters, You have to basically yeah. find your partner within 45 minutes as this dude starts chasing after you in a helicopter. 
Oh, that's almost like that Manhunter show where they like release people into the wild and then that like grizzled like Tommy Lee Jones stunt double like has to like track you down. Are you talking about that UPN game show? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it was called Manhunter or like something like that. Like uh, I can't game remember. Show called Manhunt, where it was the teams have to go from one. They it, they claimed it was filmed in Hawaii, but it was really filmed mm. out in Los Angeles at, at the Griffith Park. <laughs> Oh boy! And not only and that, people... the guy's name was like Big Red, and the guy who played him was none other than John Cena. John Cena! Wow. Vince McMahon <laughs> executive produced the show, and there was lawsuits because you were lying to the public. Huh? Oh, about it being in Hawaii. Yes, and not only that, but it was like if you get shot at like three times, John Cena would shave your head. Like that's the stupid part of that. That has nothing to do with Interceptor, uh, other than here's a guy trying to chase after you with a giant helicopter. Okay, I see. He's not shooting at you with a with a fake pistol or something like that. Yeah, he's just it's basically tag like I got I touch your shoulder, you're out. Okay, gotcha. No. Uh, uh Treasure Hunt, which is kind of like a a, a gold game. It's it's kind of like find the clues as you basically use this one host as an avatar to go from one city to another part of the city and it's just like using the dictionary to figure out what terms mean. It, it's it's interesting format. We'll get to that later. And of course, uh, we talk about Fort Boyard, which is this format, and then it's Offshoot, which is one of my favorite British f- formats called Crystal Maze. Ooh, that sounds trippy. Crystal Maze, I think, is really fun because it's kind of like a D&D thing. Uh, Riff Raff Ooh. from the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Richard O'Brien himself, hosted it. <laughs> That's fun. I so, didn't know he was still alive. <laughs> he is, and he has some very controversial comments these days about the... Oh, no, it's... Is he like a Brexit like racist guy or something? No, oh. not Brexit racist. More like uh, just regular British racist. <laughs> yeah, more like I don't understand the trans people kind of racist. Uh, oh, that's but Rocky Horror. Like what? <laughs> what? Yeah, you think the guy with the song "Sweet Transvestite" would? Uh... What? What is happening? Like what is happening to this world, Jordan? This is all. This is all. This like surreal simulation shit that bug main talks it. about like it god damn and then i tweeted a while back you know because because uh, you know, the bug hole thing it's all about exposing that simulation yeah no the more i the more i, I live and the more i believe that there's just weird glitches and like things are going wrong <laughs> and i'm led to believe game shows are like the the gateway through all this i it all connects somehow <laughs> to these weird concepts and genres that I, uh, okay that's cool that's fair yeah for sure think of that like no way is the the guy who hosts a show where people run through like four different like sets and do the same games on Fort Boyard, but in like a studio. Should be yeah. doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. in the UK, they want to do Fort Boyard. Uh, okay. It was too expensive to fly people out to France. So they decided, let's just build out an, an airship and just b- play some of the games there. It's kind of similar, a lot better than a British for- than a French Fort Boyard. Why is that, you may ask? Because we're not fucking over animals. There's no oh no snakes and spiders. Oh, okay. You know, I, I'm, okay. I'm with Max Mayer on this one. If there's animals on your game show and the whole idea is, oh no, look how spooky they are. No, no, that's not good. No, it's not. That's not good. That's also like weird animal abuse too, right? Like it they is. have like that giant like they have that like giant like tank of 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 roaches or whatever like that, and they like put the person in it, and 
you don't know how many roaches are getting killed in there. Yes, and like exactly. They have to go up. A, there's one game where they have to go into yeah. like a tube and it's just covering roaches. That's the four. They're point definitely yard, crushing. They're definitely crushing roaches when they're like crawling through there. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. That's that, that's disgusting. It's just not, <laughs> I, and it's not. And to me, it's like I always think it's just a cheap scare. Like I get it, you want to have scariness to yep. it, but it's it's not. Ugh. It also feeds people's fear of that too, right? Like that's the thing. It's like people really shouldn't be scared of bugs. Like bugs are not out to you know. Most bugs don't want to hurt you. Most bugs are not uh, you know are not poisonous. And no, so it's like there's nothing to there's nothing to be frightened of. They're part of our ecosystem, and we need them to live. Basically, a lot of the times. So it's just, ugh. Ugh. and it's just like I don't, I don't care for that. That's my biggest complaint for Fort Boyard, and will be the consistent thing of why I don't like this over, say, the Crystal Maze, where there are people jumping onto fake planets trying to unscramble letters. Like that's fun to me. <laughs> fake planets. Ooh. Oh, okay. So it's like you're like traveling through the like universe or something like yes, that. Yes. Not only that, there's an Aztec zone that's that's modeled after like Aztec times, complete with a floor made of sand. So yes, oh, that's right, folks. Sand. Crystal Maze is a dune as well. Uh, it definitely sounds like it. If, I mean, if you're going to different planets too, that's very Dune esque, right? Like, it is. How are they transporting themselves? Are they uh, hitching a ride with a guild navigator to get well, across the planet, well, the like or across the universe? The host. Yeah. Oh, holy shit! He's all mutated and stuff. Yeah. Well, no, he wear well. One wears like flannel. The okay, other cool. is uh, the other British. one looks like a pirate, which also fits. Oh, and then the other is is uh, Richard Iowati, who just wears oh. like nice suits. And has Man, a nice wooden blow- hand. He has a nice wooden hand cane thing. That guy's blown up. It's so great. Like I'm so I'm so happy for him. He's like he's like directed a couple movies and he's like he's really talented and uh Yes. Now yeah, imagine that's, that's, him hosting a game show where people have to go into rooms like Fort Boyard, do a stupid game, and as they can't figure out how to work a jigsaw puzzle, he looks in the camera and goes, These people are gonna kill me. They're they can't be this stupid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check out Crystal Maze. That sounds cool. I, I, I like uh, I like that guy. I like that actor. It, he, it's very fun. Still, I still think it's a great show. Fort Boyer, on the other hand, it's the good predecessor to a lot of game shows that uh, will be featured on this weird podcast. We're approaching one year of this. Wow, that's amazing! Congratulations. Uh, I'm not sure when. Uh, I'm not sure when we started doing Dune Boys, I think but we started over in March. Like you're only your yeah, up. February, really? March, something like that. Yeah, I can't say like what episode you're on because it's a biweekly podcast about Dune, which I thought was fascinating. I because when I did this, it's like okay, I like game shows, and then when I heard Dune Boys, originally my first thought is, oh, haha, because Doughboys sounds like and Dune Boy, I funny, haha. But then you listen yeah. to the podcast, and yes, there is talk about Dune, and it's not in a way that's like ironic or awful. I mean, there's a lot of awful, problematic shit, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It does get you know we go off the rails a little bit, but uh, it's uh, you know we're having a good time, and uh, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to uh, to doing more uh, more episodes. I think I think we're probably at about episode ten or something now, or something I like that. I think so. And Jeff sent that, me the so, message yeah. of, "Hey, when are we yeah. going to do the game show episode? Who knows most about Dune?" Oh, that's right. We have to come up with questions for that. I have, I have to do questions for that, but I keep getting bumped off. Uh, uh, Jeff, it's fine. We'll uh, we'll, Jeff, we'll, we'll work out a time out. for it. Jeff. I'm calling oh, you shit. out right now. That is, oh, shit. W- what you're doing right now that hurts my feelings. Oh shit! He's throwing down. He's throwing it down. Jeff, don't hurt my feelings anymore. That hurts. 
Well, uh, uh, if if um, if I come up with some questions uh, for for this uh, for the for the episode, for we'll do like a lightning round or something like that. Absolutely. In fact, uh, I as much as I promise, I I'm, I'm going to be fair and partial to everybody who participates. I, I yeah. might have a new favorite to who to win this. Oh, very cool, very cool. And well, it, I, I I have to ask you. It's like almost like a prerequisite for for coming on. Uh, like, have you do you know much about Dune? Have you read Dune or uh, for Dune? Okay, so I saw the original movie. Go. I was one right, of the yeah. fun fact. That was actually one of like the first movies I've ever rented at Blockbuster. <laughs> wow! Like back wow. in the day, like when it was the rent the VHS. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's great. I, I remember blockbusters. They're they're amazing. Yeah. Because the reason is, is because my I think it's either my mom or my brother thought that was the never ending story. Uh, that is <laughs> deceptive is like with the cover. Yeah, yeah. No, that is very deceptive. And then you get David Lynch's weird dude, and you're like, this isn't never ending story. It isn't. But you know what though? The 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 visual effects on that I can dig a lot. <laughs> Oh no, I remember enjoying them. They still stand up pretty good. There's a couple, you know, not great, but yeah, it's 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 it stands up. It's all right. And now there's that re and then uh next year, the new Dune. Yeah, we're really excited for 2020. 2020 is going to be uh is going to be really big for, for Dune boys. It's going to be uh we're going to have some very exciting episodes coming up. I mark my words, folks. I mean, like the Dune boys on the best Dune podcast out there. Is there any other Dune podcast? I, I don't think. Thank so. you, thank you. No, I think we're at number uh, we're at number twelve on the on the related podcast list or something like that. I I see. Move aside. This is the, give it to Jeff and Dick. A little Dick. Every, everything's coming around. Everything is coming around. It's gonna be uh, yeah. Twenty twenty is gonna be our year. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna raise we're gonna raise ourselves up through the uh, through the iTunes ranks and uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be top ten. You know what? Let's let's call him out. Hey, Hollywood Handbook, step aside. Yeah, step aside, boys. Step aside, fellas. Step aside. Hey, hey. You know what? You know what I think of. Uh, have you seen this? I think I've already seen that. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've been there. I got the ticket. I got the promotional poster. Oh boy. Hey, I've seen hey, it. blank check. Hey, blank check. Podcast. Your your check just bounced. Booyakasha. That's a $35 penalty for a bounced check. Oh, I don't even know what that podcast is. <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah, I, I feel ex- I feel uh, I feel obligated to insult them. I feel I'm gonna, the, uh, who else should I uh, insult right? Now? <laughs> I'll just <laughs> Comedy Bang Bang, Scott Aukerman. Hey Scott Aukerman. Uh, no. Hey Scott Aukerman. Yeah. I think you should just stick to writing comic books. Yeah. Com- CBB should stand for comic book book. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow, that's bad. <laughs> More like the cock and ball torture boys. Oh boy! The wow, CBTVs. you went right for the you went right for the BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of cock and ball uh, torture, so when they torture the contestants on Fort Boy, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, they bring out the lions, they flay their skin, they dunk them in hot oil, they, all that stuff. To these, there is yeah. stunts though. There's a lot of stunts in there. Uh, in the later half of, of Fort Boyer, when it's on French, I don't know why, they decided, you know what, we can get a little bit more kinky, because, you know, we're talking about, we're talking about the French, and you know what, I, I, I think they're a little horny. Uh, are you saying that the show gets a little bit horny? I'm just saying, when there's a game where you get the gorgeous model contestant to go into a room 
and basically mud wrestle someone in the uh, in in the room to grab a key. I yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Is there like any kind of like uh, uh, lubricant involved, like a jelly? Or oh, like absolutely. A, some sort of. Sometimes like, it's not even mud. Sometimes it's just oil. They just they just shoot. Sometimes, sometimes it's just like goop, like just like weird Nickelodeon gack. Well, it's again they have to they have to get their requisite. Uh, every French show, if if you want to qualify for, um, if you want to f- qualify for French uh, film tax credits, you have to have at least two to three horny scenes in your production. Like it's required. Like uh, that's just what the government there says. It's that's what you have to do. So. And now we have introduced a whole lot of characters. There's an observer that's in the watchtower that kind of acts like a professor to introduce things. And again, it's all what, a riddle. What, is he sitting up, there, sit, sitting up there jerking off or what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, he's this old horny bastard. And he's just like, ah, now I will cover you guys in a bunch of honey and then you yes, can roll no, around. that's not even like a bit. No, he fucking, yeah, that's what he does. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what like kind of a, I know you're trying to do a this? bit there. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's a fucking thing where it's like if you don't know this we're gonna dump whipped cream at you and then smack you on the face a few times oh exactly and then we're gonna tell you you're not pretty and your father does not love you <laughs> pretty much then there is this uh, oh. lady this hot lady she's hot she wears this nice skinny skinny thing she looks like something straight out of like a comic book and she has an archer she's like an archer she has like flaming arrows I think her name is like rogue or something and the whole idea is that when she throws an arrow and it flames, it introduces a new challenge called the cage, which takes place in like a sandy cage area <laughs> inside one of the rooms. I get with the sand. This guy, he's, he's loving the sand. I like it. I like it. And it's and you got to basically like, it's all like three different games. And if you complete it, you get, I believe, uh, a key, you get keys. It's like a fast track to get keys. But the Again, with the supposed keys. to be They're like, going for the keys. but it's supposed to be like, can you win like a jump rope contest against like this twelve year old? And they all have like face paint. They all look like something straight out of Mad Max. The the twelve year olds? Yeah, like there's a twelve year old, or there's like a big burly dude looks something straight out of professional wrestling. Okay, well, that's fun. You gotta you, you gotta spice it up a little bit. Why? What's with the keys? Why are they always going after keys in this game? There were keys earlier in the in the game as well. Yeah, so they wanted to say, well, it's 45 minutes. We want to get through the keys quick so we can do the spooky games faster. Uh, uh, okay. And maybe the key is supposed to be like a representative of the penis. It is. Because then they get oh, to show oh, the no, key. It, they get it, to it show gets the... a little bit more horny. There's like a, there's now a, like a, there's now a game with, with, it involves blue balls. Oh, my God. This is the most French game ever. It's like, yes, and then she won't sleep with you for two weeks. There's a lady <laughs> who holds a white snake in her hands. White snake in her hands. That's definitely a cock. Come on. It, and she just sits in a throne and explains, with your blue ball, you have to put it from one side of the room to another or roll it so it ends up on a different target. If you do that, uh, you you get like bonus riddles otherwise uh you are imprisoned and you are locked in and we fuck you over uh, and then you get locked in fort boyard until next season shit and then there's a prisoner escape so in the prisoner escape it plays like its own challenge you have three minutes to basically get out of a jail cell complete with get break out of the handcuffs get the keys get out of the jail cell then you have to make an escape by using a sledgehammer and break through a wall <laughs> Climb up wow. a ladder, wow. go through wow. like a sewage system, 
<laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and if you run out of time, it starts eating away at the three-minute clock for the riddle game, that big treasure room, because you need everyone present. Uh, there is also a, like a, tr- a head-to-head game against the Fort Boyard wizard dude. <laughs> now, it's fucking complicated. There's so many fucking characters. There's a dude named Shay Willie who like, is trying to be one of those gross-out contests, like, oh, eat the snails and eat the eat like spotted dick and, and like cover people up in whipped cream and honey as well while being very essential it's fucked up it's a fucked up game show is he uh is he like just one of the like assistants or something like that he's one of the characters so they basically make it so now like in fort boyard there is the main host who looks like just some sort of like he looks you know actually i'm not gonna joke he kind of does look like jeff a bit because he has like that 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 little bit of peppery beard and all that okay yeah yeah um also, same same cool personality. Uh, <laughs> then there's this like weird eccentric guy who looks like a Gordon Ramsay ripoff, and he's like, "Eat this weird ravioli when we're not telling you what's inside it, uh, or eat the worms, <laughs> eat the what, you know?" Because fucking fear factor, right? Okay, so they're still doing the weird edible, you know, eat the eat the dare thing. Yeah, it's it fucking sucks. I fucking hate this shit. This fucking shit sucks. Yeah, that's not great. They're still like doing that, that like tropey sort of like, ooh, this is like eat like a tow- cow testicle or something yes. like that. And it's like, yeah. Ugh. yeah. I just say, look, you have a fort to yourself. You have a nice ocean water. Can't you just do something like zipline into the ocean challenges more? Use most out of your scenery instead of staying in studio. Or just like have, you know, like get like weird with it. Like, like see, like, how many whips a person can take before they like cry uncle or maybe see how long someone can hold their breath before they pass out. Like shit like that. It's a ball gag, whatever. Exactly. Let's get, if you're going to get, if you're going to be French and weird and sexy about it, like go full on, like get into it. Right. Like you have a lady shooting arrows. You have a, you have a princess holding a white snake talking about blue balls. Yeah. Monica Bellucci comes out with like a giant clear dildo and just like fucking right in there and you're oh boy yeah you're having a good time then you're having a real good time you have two horny old people <laughs> you have a game Which is where the most they have ter- to- as, we, as we know it, that's the most terrifying thing of all we if we've learned anything from midsummer and these new horror movies is the most terrifying thing in the world is a naked old person you have like, uh you have uh, yeah. a, a game where people are in a phone booth and they have <laughs> oh, to call geez. your friends out asking for help and if they can't figure out what the word is or answer the trivia questions on time. It's propelled by bungee cords and they fly like forty feet in the air. Oh, I think I saw part of that clip on the in, in the one clip I watched. Yeah, okay, it's <laughs> that's funny. Fucked up. I mentioned it's fucked up. It's a fucked up French game show that's been on the air since nineteen, I believe, nineteen ninety. Wow, that's a long time. That's like thirty years. It is. They're celebrating their thirtieth year. Happy thirtieth, Fort Boyard. Yeah, uh, keep having fun doing the same weird did i tell you they, this year they came up with a video game there's now a fort boyard video game wow well it's a big year for them you know it's coming up on the 30th anniversary they want to uh they want fort boyard cross the cross the threshold of fort boyard and complete the challenges wow it's only 10 bucks that's not bad it's it's the it's, special it's only 10 games it feels exactly like a shitty mario party and everything uh <laughs> wait fort fort boyard that's not where they sent uh uh, Napoleon or no? Napoleon was seventeen hundreds, I think. 
Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Anyway, maybe Napoleon's ghost comes out and starts like taunting the. Uh... You get one of the little people <laughs> to dress up like Napoleon Bonaparte. Uh, see, that would be funny because he was short. That's funny. That's French humor right there. That's the ha ha ha. That's what gets them going, right? But, like, <laughs> but he, like, I will still say the best part of Fort Boyard is the little people because they're not like served as like just like punching bags. They're served as basically like the vanas of the game. Like, if you grab a key and you win it, they hand it to the little person and they start giving like hand signals. Like, they're just showing off three to show you got three keys and they're giving like a wink. <laughs> it's so Owner like, cool. Bit. How big is this show? Like, if this show's been on for thirty years, is it? Does it have like a cult following in in France? And, I think and, uh, so. And I think that's yeah. why UK wanted to buy it because a, if this yeah. is popular in France, maybe it'll be popular in Britain. Yes, yes, uh, yes. They figured they can just cut and paste it over, and they'll be uh, they'll be successful as well. They did make a a, a British version, and it kind of sucked because <laughs> they tried to well, have like a guy like, "Oh, you're in my castle." Arr. Yeah, the British they do uh, they do find ways to suck all the fun out of shit. So there you go. It, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, yep. And I will say it: they actually try to bring this to America. Oh my god! Do well, you want me to tell uh, you who was uh, the, the shitty producer yeah. who wanted to create this for America? Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Mm, not. Uh, it's not uh, the. Uh, uh, the fucking survivor guy is it? No, it is Jeff, not. This uh, was in the nineties. Think nineteen ninety. Oh, okay. Ninety three. Ninety ninety three. All right. This was going to be called Conquer Fort Boyard, uh, okay. based off the keys to Fort Boyard, and the and the team was going to be Vin the Bona Productions. You don't know who they are, do you? That's the team behind America's funniest home videos. <laughs> That's where I know that name from. I was blank. I was blanking on it. I, there was an echo of America's funniest home videos in my brain. That 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 song, America. Now, can you imagine that? We'll hear like seeing clips from Fort Boyer. We got last from coast to coast, and they start yeah, playing the yeah. bucket game, and they get dumped in goop to make you yeah. smile. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Or do you laugh, look it? at each of you, and then someone's sticking their hand in a tank and a snake pops up to capture Wait, is, is America's Funniest Home Videos considered a game show? It is. Okay, it is competitive, right? It, well, it is, it's a contest. It's who has the funniest home video of the night, they get $10,000. They had to give out $10,000 every single episode? Every episode, $10,000. And there's a second and third place prizes of 1000 2000 Originally, it was video camera equipment. They just gave you a shitty like VHS recorder. Yes. It's like I already have one of these. What do you think I t- recorded the fucking video on? <laughs> and of course, if you get the ten thousand dollars, you go on to the fin- final episode of the season, where if you're the funniest of the season, you get a hundred thousand. That's right. I do remember them upping it to uh, significantly more money for the end of the season. <laughs> and then it's is like that show still let's on? All vote. Still Everyone, that? vote now. Who do you think is the funniest home video? Dad I'm getting kicked in, in yeah. the nuts. Child uh, saying poopy. <laughs> dog being set on fire. <laughs> uh, Bridesmaid ooh, ooh, that's not a, that's not vomits on groom. That's not appropriate for, for what's going on near you. <laughs> should we do a fire check? I think we should do a, should we do a fire uh, check? Uh, we're good. The, yeah, fi- right. the fire is only a mile and a half away. We're all okay. I, I am on, I am, I am refreshing the page. I am checking out. I'm on a voluntary uh, evacuation. This is the commitment I have to you guys. 
Uh, none of this would make sense. Now I think about it, if this episode's going on in like three weeks. Oh, well, <laughs> fuck it. It's fine. It's fine. California, there won't be anything left. So, <laughs> shit. <laughs> Gee, oh, that's terrible. That's <laughs> terrible. I shouldn't say that. Looks like I'm uh, living in the real life Dune. <laughs> no. Looks like now I am a Dune boy for real. You better learn how to ride a sandworm, buddy. You're, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to conquer the rest of California. There. Uh, <laughs> gonna have to scavenge for water. The only resource uh, left. Uh, I do. I you know I do. I have to compulsory. It's compulsory to uh, to suggest that you read Dune before the movie comes out, so that you can be knowledgeable about the movie going in, and you can you can when they say a certain thing, you can nod and. Pretend that you're smart. Yeah, you one of the Star Wars fans. You know, you see a lightsaber. Exactly. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Like, so you gotta, uh, you gotta know your, you gotta know your stuff going into you these things. Have Otherwise, Dune you're gonna get be lost. The kind of movie that when you're done, you stand up and applaud. Exactly. You stand up in your chair. You shake the sand out of your face and your hair because, as you know, they're gonna have um, uh, what's it called, uh, atmospheric effects going on with the movie where they like blow air on you and the seat moves around and. A little bit of sand sprinkles down from the ceiling. Um, it's going to be uh, it's going to be very very realistic and uh, and thorough. Like they've got uh, you know they've got uh, they've got everything lined up for this. So it's going it's going to be very fascinating. Now Fort Boyard, fucked up game yes. show where people win like a thousand dollars or something. Playing on a snake yeah. spiders and getting covered. Are you gonna <laughs> you tell me you're not going to ask me if I would go on this show? No, fuck no. I know you would probably say no. <laughs> No, I probably would do it just for the hell of it. I mean, you get to go to a French island off the coast of France. Like, sure, why not? I now, mean, I don't, I don't speak any French, so that might be problematic. Oh, but. that's okay, because now there's an American format for kids. Whoa, what? So, wow. So, 2011, uh, there was a version for kids. It aired on Disney XD. Going back, better times. Obama was president. Everybody was having their brunch. It was all good. Yeah, yeah we all had brunch. Uh, Epstein yeah. was alive. Aaron, well, everyone's fine. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, flying around the world, having a good old time. So Fort Boyard Ultimate Challenge was originally the concept I was going to show you tonight. Uh, and the children. <laughs> all about the children. Well, I mean, Halloween is... so. It is here. Mm. Uh, yeah. And it's played with uh, different teams. You've heard of Legends in Temple, right? With the blue barracudas and the silver snakes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember that game from when I was a kid. Well, get ready for the new version. Meet the Fort Boyard teams, the yellow scorpions, the red vipers, the silver dragons, the green jaguars, the blue sharks, and the white falcons. Wow. Is the, uh, t- tell me that this... Um... <laughs> Tell me that the kids' version is not uh, have uh, as many sexual themes as the adult version did. <laughs> no, it's just more goop stuff. It's uh, okay. still like do the tug. Well, that's of still war. that's uh, still kind of sexual though. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> there's still the get through the treasure room and avoid the tigers if that helps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got to, and then there's still the guy up in the tower watching the kids and jerking no, off. No, now, no, now it's completely. Now it's just a, it's a it's a two person team. And because they decided it would be fun is if we got American people with UK people. So it's like a battle of different uh, countries who are all in the same teams. Okay, right. Okay, I gotcha. You know, they, they do the odd couple sort of thing, right? It's like, oh, I'm, Amer- I'm British. And, and the other guy's like, I'm American. 
yeah, but together you form the lime crocodiles. Well, wait, what? What is what? What is that? Well, though it's the season five onwards team. You got the lime crocodiles, the golden eagles, the black tarantulas, the purple cobras, the orange tigers, and the gray rhinos. Oh, I love it. These are all the team names. These the are all kids the team are, names. Yeah. So what happens is it's one team versus another team. Uh, it's a team of four versus kids? a team of four, and they play different games for keys. Uh, the more keys you get, the more uh, coins you collect. Uh, and, gotcha. And basically the goal is whoever wins the most keys goes to the treasure room. Uh, the treasure uh, is added to your score. Whoever has the most at the end of the season uh, gets the grand prize. Perfect. There you go. I mean, it's all about the keys. You got to get those keys. Yeah, get there's those no keys. more Oh No Snakes and Spiders. I believe there is still like a tarantula or two in some of these games, but it's more but now not, just like gonna, sit in the, yeah. it's more treadmill water games or. They're not going to torture. They're not going to torture the kids with, with, with they're bugs. They're teenagers, at the, so anything they deserve yeah. it. Toughen them up. <laughs> Fuck those kids. Dunk their heads in tarantulas. <laughs> but they call themselves fearless teams, and it's just. Uh, it's very silly. Uh, yeah, you know, it says a lot about that generation that they won't, uh, that they're like, oh, no, no bugs. I won't do that. I'm just going to sit here and play on my phone. You got Laura Hamilton, Gino Seegers, and Andy Akin Waller uh, being the oh, presenters or hosts. I don't know who any of those people are, but they sound like pleasant, very, very nice people. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Oh, well. Uh, so I guess. Uh, so I guess oh, we'll shit. get uh, going here with the the speed round part of the show. Uh, before we get going, uh, should this show ever yeah. go to America? Yeah. Do you actually want this to be uh, an American game show, like actually, like with the lions and all that shit? Um, I think they should do it in a. Like I said, they should uh, either do it at like a place like Gettysburg, or they should maybe like do it in like a trailer park and have like. Instead of like lions and tigers and stuff around, there's like mean junkyard dogs and like and like meth heads that are like <laughs> trying to like <laughs> trying to fuck you off the whole time, right? Like very like dirty, like <laughs> you gotta like survive through this trailer park. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's all trailer themed stuff. You gotta like try to like try to throw a tire around like a old bicycle or something like that (laughs) (laughs) you gotta find the key but you got it through this by finding it through these old uh, wwe dvds exactly there's a giant stack of uh old hustler magazines there and you have to dig through the pile to like find the key (laughs) oh no it's covered in lubricant for some reason (laughs) oh always with the goo you have to have the goo in these shows so there there you go exactly yeah they should just like white trash it up make it make it nice and trashy get jerry spring host yeah, I have it called like Fort. Um, uh, the the keys to to Fort Cl- <laughs> Fort Clyde. <laughs> Welcome to Fort Clyde. You're gonna have to find your way out of my park, or we'll shoot you. Coming soon to CMT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to get down here? We're watching NASCAR afterward. Surprise. Jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I definitely think they should bring that show to America. America, if, if there's anything America needs, it's it's more game shows. <laughs> I say that without any uh, any hint of uh, of sarcasm. Yes, I, I don't think this should ever be 
I mean, I think Crystal Maze is a much superior show. I think considering our love of Ono oh Snakes and Spiders games, like this has already been done yeah. in so many different ways. Yeah, it's passe. It's it's a bit out of date. I I, I totally get it. I I, I am genuinely interested in that uh, in that Crystal Maze show though. That does sound. Uh, I'll, I'll send uh, you that a does link. Sound it's an interesting, fun format. Uh, All right, I'll check it out. I'll it's check one it of out. My favorite for sure. game shows, and I think it's coming to Nickelodeon for some reason. Oh, okay. Maybe but I the, think their okay, yeah, like, okay. host is going to be Adam Conover. Ooh, Adam um, ruins actually, everything. <laughs> Adam, yeah, I'm not going to say it again. Did you know this is actually a game <laughs> show and not real? Oh my god! Ah, I'm Stop. not. Uh, I will not say that. I'm not anti-game show, but I'm not pro-game show either. <laughs> I'm kind of like neutral. Then you're on the right game show podcast. I guess exactly. Exactly. I'm convincing you to watch another game show after this that's better than this shit. Well, like I said, I tried to watch this one, but it wouldn't let me. It was not translated. Like it's, it's, when I said, "Can I get American?" Format. Just get me wrong. The, the, the format's fine. Like go in to do the weird thing, get out, yeah. and, and like yeah. the characters. But it's just there's something about it that just screams it's too long and it's too complex now that I can barely like point out like. What's the purpose of the prison escape? What's the purpose of the wizard room? What's the purpose of uh, the the sexy lady with the snake? What's the purpose of the 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 archer lady? Like a lot of this stuff makes no sense. I'd rather just have like just go in, do the game, get out, or fail. I want give me that bank heist game. That's all I want. It's just a little bank heist game. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to throw like all these different formats at you to see like, well, if you don't like this segment, then we'll maybe you'll like the next segment, and then they'll just cut and paste like some game from another game show in there, and it's Which like I'm trying okay to appeal to as many people properly. If it's not, then it just breaks my brain, and it's like I'm not gonna like go through like every different game for Dick Kilroy here. Yeah, I, I it. it like the parts that I did watch, like seem so frenetic as far as like going from one game to the other. Like there, I, I mean, I assume that there's advertisements in there, so that probably breaks it up a bit. But um, yeah, it you know, was forty-five minutes, and you have to run from one zoom. That makes sense. Like I like that idea as a concept. Like forty-five minutes to get as many games as possible. That's cool. Yeah, but yeah. That, yeah yeah <laughs> when it's like very obvious that they've like singled out like the the hottest woman on the show to like and then they have a, oh, on part- whips. what yeah. if i told you there's a hot lady at the treasure room that wears some nice uh some nice nice outfit nice little like circus outfit and then she gets a whip and then whips the gong oh see i told you that there were some whips in this game i did mention i mentioned the hot French woman with a whip earlier, right? Yeah, so that's the hot French woman with a whip. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it makes sense. You get it's, everything it's you the want horny. in this game. However it's, it's horny you the... want to make this, it's just the game for you. People seem to love it. And I'm guessing it's because it's slightly horny or just falls into every French cliche. Well, they, they have to give the people what they want. They have to give the French people what they want. I wonder how many like view how many, how many viewers this show gets like every week. Like I'm gonna check Fort Boyard rating. I wonder because like I, I wonder like is television as popular in the rest of the world as it is like in America? Like I've been to other countries and I've 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 you know, I've been to parts of Europe, but I just I don't remember as many televisions there. Like Maybe it's just less of a TV culture, but people still do watch television. But when I'm in the States, it's just like there's fucking televisions like 
everywhere, man. Like, oh my god. But there is a there's a room with with computer graphics. Cool, neat. Um, according nice. to this, uh, it, it it gets good rate enough ratings that it continues going on. So I guess it's just oh, like, well, it's been on for thirty years, so it must it must get pretty awesome ratings. I just I just wondered like what was the average per week? Like, is it like five million or no? It's, it's it looks like about like about one and a half million. But yeah, that's about right. Okay. And France, population of France is probably, but I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it really just, it's very inconsequential. <laughs> we, yeah, the controversial podcast game shows, I suppose. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many clicks do we? How many clicks do we get from uh, from from plugging the uh, the Fort Boyard? <laughs> so the folks go go watch Fort Boyard. It the thing is, it's easy available to watch on YouTube, which I uh, say is a good compliment. It was the easiest, yeah. like, here's a link. Yeah, other than yeah. that, I... There's a few other game shows I would much prefer than this. So, Dick, before we uh, get out of here, this yeah, is a game show podcast, yeah. so we have to have a speed round. Speed round, let's do it. Five questions, 60 seconds to answer all five. For everyone that you get correct, it's one free plug. You can get five plugs. Wow. All right, let's do it. All I'm right. ready. Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. Is Baywatch Nights a dune? Yes. Yes, there's sand in it. It's definitely a dune. David Hasselhoff, very hairy. Who is your favorite member of the Suicide Squad? Uh, I'm going to have to say Harley Quinn. She's hot. What's your favorite French food? Uh, I like escargot, the snails with the butter. Amazing. What is the name of the lion on Fort Boyard? Um... Uh, I guess I'll have to say Jacques. Jacques Correct. again. <laughs> Named after the, the guy that made the show. <laughs> Who would you hire to do the audio book of Dune? Ooh, I'd have to say uh, maybe James Earl Jones or uh, uh, Liam Neeson. Alrighty, we did it. Five for five. Holy shit. I don't even know if I have five things I can possibly plug. <laughs> well, you can't plug things that you own. You can always plug your friends. Oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think about that. So, I mean, f- you know, first off, I do want to uh, uh, plug uh, Dune Boys. We're doing a special, you know, spinoff episodes of uh, of Dish Boys, which is about washing dishes. So we're having we're having a lot of fun doing that lately. Do you have a preferred uh, dishwashing liquid? Uh, I do. We talk about that on the show. So you're gonna have to uh, you're gonna have to tune in and find out uh, find out which uh, soap scrub daddy. Uh, yeah, I'm the big old scrub daddy. Um, yeah, so you have to tune in there. Network. Definitely, yeah. Uh, the, and that was going to be my second plug, of course, is uh, Buzzcast Network. They host our stuff. They host um, uh, a couple other podcasts, which I will plug right now. The uh, the Sleeves and Bobby uh, podcast, the Bobby Horror Picture Show, is also a very fine quality podcast. Uh, my next plug will be for uh, Uncle to Uncle, which is also another great podcast. Um, with uh, Franklin and Uncle Howard, they do an excellent bang up job over there. Um, I gotta plug my buddy, uh, my buddy Chid's show, Chid uh, Chid Spin. Yeah, rounding down. It's a lot of fun. That uh, I think their their most recent episode was really quite funny. I I must admit, I uh, got a l- couple of chuckles out of that one. <laughs> a big fan of all those podcasts. Uh, Bobby was here yeah. recently. Sleeves were getting hit on a few uh, months from. Uh, oh, real, sick! If you thought this show was horny, wait till you see what Sleeves gets. <laughs> 
that kid, man, I tell you, he just gets all riled up and he just starts, yeah, he starts just shooting off. It's it's crazy. He's the horniest motherfucker I think I've ever uh, I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, the Buzzcast Network, a lot of people, they did send me a contract. I did turn it down. Uh, oh, that's nice unfortunate. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get you around. Uh, maybe we'll get you get you signed up when we uh, do uh, BugCon. We got to get you out to next year's BugCon. It's it's going to be great. We're going to have a good time there. I'm, I'm going to try to get twenty. <laughs> yes. Of, oh, oh shit. We're going over our plug limit. I'm sorry. I, no, this is my uh, plug. I plugged it. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Yeah, for sure. There you go. Yeah. No, I'll. Uh, the BugCon I'll 2020 held there. every year yeah. at the yeah. hot, in the Burbank uh, Airport uh, Hyatt or Marriott. Oh, it's the Marriott. Yeah, Marriott, uh, the one yeah. with the Daily Grill, right next to my favorite mall, that little airplane mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a mall that sells airplanes, or <laughs> no, it's that, that little strip mall that's like the that has like the little Walmart and the oh, that's fun, and the Krispy Kreme and the Wendy's. <laughs> oh, that's great! You got a Wendy's right near there. Okay, perfect. We we got everything we need right there. We don't have to go anywhere. You got everything you want, and then you can have like, and it's all your favorite people, and, and the Bug Cult will probably be there. Yeah, for sure. What's Who what's knows? the Daily like Grill? Jack will probably be there. Max Mayer will probably be there. Uh, oh, I'm sure all those guys are going to be there. Van Robichaux, he'll be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's like, will I be there? That's the real mystery. Oh, that's the million dollar question. Well, we'll have to. We'll, we'll have to I'm still get trying you to out, send man. like, should I just like try and pitch like game show revivals to Buck? <laughs> Uh, I think I. I mean, I think if you if you cough up enough uh, if you cough up enough uh, money, they'll they'll give you a table and everything. It'll set you up, and we'll have uh, we'll have a good old time at uh, at the old Burbank Marriott. <laughs> Plug Burbank Marriott. <laughs> check it out, even if you're not doing BugCon. Exactly. Exactly. Go uh, check out their uh, little strip mall there. Exactly. It's all, it's all you need, right? You can BugCon can, 2020 right next to the the GOP Cal, the California GOP and the General Hospital Convention. <laughs> I'm hoping to, I'm hoping that the GOP is there next year. Then I can uh, take uh, two check marks off my uh, bucket list. Is um, go hang out in a room full of vampires and uh, go to BugCon. Those are those are two uh, those are two uh, things I want to check off Ask my list. Orrin Hatch what his uh, background is with Dune. Ah, uh, yes, famed Senator Orrin Hatch who's done so much good for this country. <laughs> it's um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the weird. I don't know why it's I, it's I, every single time I want to be like I'm out of this cult. I want to get out of the bug cult. No, no more. It's all ironic. It's all insincere. They just keep dragging me in. And they keep pulling me back in. You can't get out now, Jordan. You're too. You're too far, buddy. Like you, I know that you've you've danced back and forth with the uh, with with uh, with the cult, but you got to uh, you got to get in, buddy. You got to get in. It, but you know, it's something. Maybe it's the rain. I know. Maybe there's something I rain know. energy. I don't know. <laughs> It's too many vitamins in there for you. I get it. I get it. It's the rain total body field that, that does you in, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I can't even get rain up here, and I'm still uh, I'm still doing fine. I'm still doing fine. Then uh, I think you can order it online. <sighs> I'd have to check it out and see. I'd, I could probably order it on Amazon. You talk to, to come Van from Apps. The States, right? Van Apps. Yeah, check it out. It out zone. Van Apps. We were, we were talking about getting sleeves uh, to smuggle some up here, so... Hey, uh, if, you know, if, if uh, Franklin is listening to this, I think Franklin has a source, too. Uh, everybody's got their rain sources going on. Is this like black market rain or something? What's Probably. going on? Probably. And it's like, here's me being the Celsius heat dude. And everyone's like, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm the bad boy. Uh, I'm 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 like the the wrestling heel. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Everyone you loves got to it. hate me because I annoy them so much about going on a game <sighs> show podcast and heckling them to do it. No, it's fine. It's fine. It took it took a, it took a bit longer than I'd hoped, but um, we did get you know we did get pretty busy with. Uh, well, also With a lot of breaking shit and other things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, squad no, news, yeah. birds of prey news. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I believe, if I'm not mistaken, and speaking of audiobooks, I believe there's going to be a new Dune audiobook coming soon. They're talking about that. Yeah, it's um, my friend said that he was uh, the one copy, the one audiobook that he had was like narrated by all these different people. I must admit, I haven't checked out any of the uh, Dune audiobooks, but. Um, he said that the edition he got was was quite comprehensive and um, and very well acted. So I'd be interested to see what they would do with the new uh, with the new version of the book. Yeah, we gotta find out. This is like I just realized this has become more of a Dune Boys podcast than it did Game Shows, I suppose this time around. <laughs> that will happen. <laughs> Dick, thank you so much for stopping by and spreading uh, the good no, word of Dune. No, thanks for having me, Jordan. It was my pleasure. It was fun to talk about this weird. Uh, this weird French game show. This weird and, horny um, game show. <laughs> I think I, you know what? I really do genuinely think that that game shows do need to get a little bit more horny. Like, how come there aren't more horny questions on Jeopardy? Why are they all so dry and like, well, what's you know, capital this capital of Vermont and home to Bernie Sanders? It's like, you no, know, I don't really care about that. Like, fucking give me some horny questions. Mix up, mix it up a bit. Give me, you know, it's like. I think what you a, want is. Um... Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> This you, this invention this this invention was patented in uh, 2006 and allows you to uh, manually masturbate through it and it's like uh what is that <laughs> so, yeah, I, think, yeah. I don't know I think what you want is just like a bikini girl reading the clues <laughs> um I you know what I do enjoy uh, I do enjoy Trebek I do like Trebek a lot he's quite the handsome Canadian fellow so um i uh, i like that i still i i still find that uh, good maybe maybe just have more horny questions more, you want Trebek uh, saying questions. like pornhub.com yeah. yeah or like you know <laughs> like vulva or something like that like <laughs> i don't know the clitoris anyway. is found primarily <laughs> yeah on this on this specimen <laughs> oh, oh jesus i'm getting loopy i got to go what is a hoe alex <laughs> what is a hoe? Oh, I know she can't get no love from me. That's what That's happened. all I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bye, everybody. <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Bye. So yeah, I did live. Uh, if you want to know inf- more information about the Dune Boys and more information about the wonderful podcast, please go to twitter.com slash buzzcastnet. That's twitter.com slash buzzcastnet. Uh, let's further expand upon the show. Uh, it, it's really fascinating to figure out two different formats here. Uh, it didn't really work out here in America, uh, obviously. Uh, there was only one version called Conquer Fort Boyard. It was a pilot. didn't work. But uh, when it came to this, 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 uh, this version, you had groups of people uh, trying to earn keys that would lead them to doing the riddle challenges at the later half with the Ono snakes and spiders. And then there was time constraints, which I enjoy with this. When they did ultimate challenge, it was with six teams 
and it was basically who can win keys. The more keys you get, uh, the more you can go to the treasure room. And the gold was served as basically the point structure with the most gold determining who wins the sh the show with the three most going into a final head-to-head -head tournament to win the grand prize. That's how it went. It's I've only seen a few episodes on of all things Disney XD. Uh it's it's a weird fascinating game show, but it's one that I just can't ever really see working here in America. I think Crystal Maze could definitely work and Nickelodeon's working on that, but I when it comes to Fort Boyard, I think we're done with the Ono Snakes and Spiders, even though it's still an enjoyable show to watch. And admittedly, sometimes it's a guilty pleasure as well. But now it's time for the 110-part series exploring every pricing game on The Price is Right. This is The Pricing Game Spotlight. <laughs> On the nose. Premiere date, September 14th, 1984, 5395D. Finale date, November 22nd, 1985, 5895D. Thank you. On the nose was a pricing game where the contestant had to perform a sporting fee to win. It was played for a car and a potential cash bonus of $1,000. Kind of like hole in one or two, but not. Uh, to win the car, the contestant had to successfully accomplish a sporting feat. Five sporting events alternate in different playings of the game, such as throwing a mini football or a baseball through a hole in the game board, making a free throw with a mini basketball, popping a balloon with a dart, and hitting a tennis ball through a hole in the game board. Before the contestant attempted the feat, they first had to determine how many chances they would have to perform it. The contestant was shown four possible prices for the car. Picking the correct price earned the contestant four attempts at the sporting feat in a $1,000 cash bonus. Choosing the nearest incorrect price earned the contestant three attempts. The second closest, two, and the price furthest away earned just one attempt. Those other three prices awarded no bonus. The number of attempts was represented by revealing a certain number of whatever implement was used. Uh, Barker would then form an inspiration attempt, just like in Hole in One. On the Nose was the only of three pricing games on the Hole in One and Super Bowl in which the task of physical st skill was required to win. Other games, such as Race Game and Bonkers, gave the contestant more chances to win if they performed better physically, but they could still be won without any physical skill. It was retired after just one year in the game rotation because the events were considered too difficult to win. Most number of times it was played in any season was 15. It was played in other countries. Uh, obviously, probably wouldn't be a soccer version of the game. Uh, but it was never used in the United States. And you know what? I just... It's not really kind of a fun game to watch nor play because it's nearly impossible to win the game. It's kind of like the uh, that halftime football dunk contest thing you know like the oh if you can make a three-point shot from here you win a car or if you can throw the football into this giant keg sponsored by miller light you win the it's like it's like one of those but on the price is right and i get it you want to do something that's more vert, like a bigger version of hole in one it just doesn't 
feel right. And I'm trying to figure out, like, I'm pretty sure there's a way you can make this better or easier, but it just never really worked. And because of the rotation of tennis balls, baseballs, darts, it just, it's difficult to fathom, like, if you were to do a new version of this game, what would you do? And all I could think of is, like, have, like, just try your best to do a basketball-based game. Like, I'm just thinking basketball. And it's half-court, three-point line, free-throw line, and then maybe, like, a, a layup line, if people can do layups. Uh, and see if any of those would be easier to win a car. And th- that determines based on pricing, and then the amount you get right determines the amount of balls and attempts you get, like one attempt, two attempts, and three attempts. Something like that is all I can think of if you were ever to revive on the nose. And I don't know. I don't know if it will work that way, but it's hard to explain. I like the idea of winning a car, playing a physical game, but I don't know how to conceive it in, in a on the set of The Price is Right and given the mechanics of you're playing for a car and that's the only thing you have to guess. I think maybe like first two digits, next two digits, something like that could determine the where you stand uh, in this game. But it, it failed for a known reason. But next time, we're going to talk to the almighty sound effects lady as we are introduced to One Away. Before we uh, close the night off, I just want to do a quick review. I saw a game show. No, duh, obviously. Uh, it was called Game Changer. And it's on College Humor and more episodes are on College Humor Drop Out. Uh, streaming service featuring those laugh out loud folks at funny or die i mean college humor uh it's it's a game show uh i thought it was going to be like a satire game show but no it is legit a comedy game show they get three people who work at college humor and then they basically play one game per episode to earn points but the catch is the host doesn't explain the rules now, when I originally thought that, I thought, okay, the idea is we're going to fuck with the contestants and it's going to be like, ha-ha, it's bad. Uh, and it just become this over-the-top fake game show. Uh, but instead, uh, the ones that aired on YouTube, one was a animal sound, like do impressions. And if you do a good impression, you get a point. And the other one was a quote-unquote lie detector but it was basically if you agree with your girlfriend you get a point uh that was the game and i thought that was actually kind of clever that's a clever way of handling this game it's not mean-spirited it's kind of silly and fun and i did kind of enjoy it up to a point uh not to be totally negative because it feels like this whole ep- like this whole episode has been negative 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 this 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 bit runs a little too long that I think if you could do like two or three contests per episode, this would have been a much better format. Like I like the celebrity impressions thing, but it felt like it's a 20 minute it's 20 minutes of impressions. And yeah, okay, that's funny and all, but 
you can easily condense that into like five to six minutes and then do something else. Uh, I mean, they try to vary it per round, such as here's a photo. Can you do this? And uh, here's a celebrity. Can you do this? Or here's a fake object. What does this fake thing sound like? And I thought, okay, those are kind of clever. Because uh, eventually they all find out what it is. And it adds that layer to the second half of the challenge. Where it's now that you know it, like the partners are in charge. Can you figure out what they all say? And I like that. To me, that is clever. There's a few clever mechanics in this game. It's fine. It's not necessarily the best game show. It could definitely use a few tweaks here and there, but it's it's harmless. It's here's a point because you said moo because you saw a cow. Like that's it, and I kind of dig that. I think it's fine. It's not like I'm not going to go out of my way to go. This sucks. This is horrible. This is just fine. It's a, like a fine, okay game show. Uh, it's is it is it a skit? Kind of. Do they win a prize? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> But it, it it definitely follows the criteria of a game show. It definitely is a competition show. And it is played fair. It's a fair game show. At least I find it to be a fair game show. Uh, that I, I kind of feel like if you like a certain type of comedy, this is perfect for you. Because uh, it, it, it feels nice. It feels like a nice show. And sometimes that's all you need. Uh, there's not a lot of like quiz questions. It really is just you can sit back and passively watch this. And sometimes that's what you want in a game show. So if you want some funny people that you know in college humor playing a game, I guess this works for you. Uh, there's a whole lot of other uh, game shows out there. It kind of reminded me of On the Spot on Rooster Teeth, hosted by John Resinger. And you know what, if I'm going to be on, I think that's one of the better online game shows currently airing. If you're going to do the entertainment parody joke kind of game show, that one works as well as something called Murder Room also on Rooster Teeth, also hosted by John. Those two are fantastic game shows because there's a little bit of cleverness, a little bit of silliness, and it's not really played that much different than this, to be honest. Uh... It's just on that, they kind of explain the rules. This one's not, and it's played a little slower, but it's also one point versus random amount of points. Uh, if 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 I have to complain, like, which is the most game show-ish of game shows, I don't know. But I do recommend you do watch this. I do recommend you watch a Game Changer on College Humor Dropout and do watch On the Spot and uh, Murder Room, uh, also on YouTube. I think... I think the direction's YouTube now. I hate to say it. I think game sh- we're going to watch game shows on YouTube again. Uh, 20, 2020, year of game shows on YouTube. And I guess beauty competition shows as well uh, to promote someone's YouTube channel. Oh, well, that's going to do it for us this week. What game shows do you want to hear me talk about? Uh, let me know on iTunes when you leave a five-star comment. Also, you can check me out on Twitter at Jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A. Well, say hello. Be my friend. Uh, find out more episodes at jordanhaas.com slash podcast, or I guess now the Buzzcast Networks, if we ever get that website started, and much, much more. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to join me back next week as we'll talk about another great game show, I suppose. Until then, good night and big smooch. 
Mwah!